Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're reviewing 1940s The Philadelphia Story, starring Cary Grant, Katherine Hepburn, and Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's directed by George Cooker. We'll also be confessing some uh, <laughs> classic movies which we shamefully have not seen. That's right. Uh, but before that, as usual, uh, what have we been watching? Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I recently watched the... Uh, the, it, it, I don't know if it's the it's the most recent one, but it's uh, it's it's one of another one of Mark Duplass's movies. Um, we talked about the one I love on this uh-huh. show. Yeah, um, he did he did one recently called Creep. Okay, um, and it's uh, like like all this all this stuff. As as film lovers, we've all kind of like gotten impatient or even outright rejected the the um, the found footage genre. Right. Um, but then, like maybe more adept, smart filmmakers have taken taken it and and tried to do something new with it. Okay. Um, and and like it, it can still be a viable thing if if you give it a unique spin. Right. And right. and this is uh, this is some very inventive filmmaking um, that that looks bigger than it is. I mean, this is a cast of two people, and um, just a lot like the one I love. Yeah. You know where where it's it's a, this claustrophobic movie. Does it have that same vibe? Um, yeah, it to does. It? it does. That's cool. There, there's weird things going on, and um, and just like just like that movie, um, to to like talk about it would be to spoil it. So, All right. Um, but yeah, it's I, I and I, I think he wrote it. I don't think he directed it, but I think it comes from his from his I guess uh, film production company, um, like okay. the Duplass Brothers uh, is is what it is. I don't think he directs anything, but he definitely is involved in the writing, and of course he stars in it. That's great. Yeah, it's so, uh, creep. Yeah, creep. Mm-hmm. Everybody check that out based yep. on uh, what Dave just said. I can vouch for it. Okay, right, exactly. <laughs> um, I watched the Amy Schumer vehicle train wreck. Oh, um, okay. from this year actually. I think uh-huh. it came out. Right, with Bill Hader. Yeah, I believe it's a Judd Apatow movie. Okay, and um, it, it is. It this movie was highly praised when it came out. Yeah, uh, being better than you expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of gave me high expectations. Yeah. And it's about as good as I thought it'd be. Okay. Um, it wasn't better than I thought it would be. Okay. Um, it's your run-of-the-mill mm-hmm. Judd Apatow riffing on all the lines, uh, kind of gross-out comedy. Sure. You know? Sure. It's not so gross-out, but uh, it was okay. Okay. It was okay. It's a passable movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the worst Judd Apatow film I've seen, uh, but it's not the best. Okay. By far not the best. Um, I'll give it a pass. How was LeBron James' performance? LeBron James... And John Cena were the two best things in this movie. Oh wow! They were better than Bill Hader and Amy Schumer. <laughs> and they, I I liked when they were on screen. I didn't always like when Amy Schumer or Bill Hader was on screen. Wow! So okay, there you go. The best part about the DVD though was there's a an outtake reel mm-hmm. of uh, John Cena just riffing on his lines, and um, they're pretty ridiculous. And I was like, this guy is. <laughs> A genius. <laughs> right. Pretty absurd stuff he's saying. But uh, yeah, that was the best part of the, the DVD. Wow. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's what I've been watching. Okay. So let's uh, talk about some films we haven't watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, shamefully, you know how <laughs> you know how educated we are in yeah. the art of cinema. Sure. Uh, but sadly, there are films we have not seen <sighs> that um, we probably should see. Yeah. So Dave, why don't you give us a movie? Okay. Well, um, someone else in my life can attest to this. I have made and tried and failed four times to watch uh, Stanley Kubrick's Barry Lyndon. Oh, I've never even heard of this one. It's apparently a <laughs> classic of world cinema. 
Okay. You know, did not know that. I've seen clips of it. I've seen. Uh, I've read reviews of it. I have like attempted to. <laughs> I, I, have, I haven't sat down and tried to watch it, and then like failed. I've rented it, had it in my house, mm-hmm. never watched it. Just returned just, it. Just returned yeah. it without watching it. But I know what it's about. I, I know how great it's supposed to be, and I just have not gotten around to like. I I wasn't I guess committed enough to sit down and actually get through it. Um, but it's like the, the, the most famous, most famous technical aspect of it is it's uses all natural light. Oh, so it was like dogma 95, except back in the seventies. Okay. Um, and you know, so you'll see like many scenes of just, it like takes place in the 1700s and there's like just candlelight, you know, that's cool in the interior. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. So there's one for me. Apparently that's how uh, the Revenant was shot. Yes. Coming out yes. real soon. Um, Man. That's insane. Oh, yeah. We, we've talked about the Revenant, how much we need to see that movie. Yeah. As soon as uh, it's out. Uh, when it's I'm, out. I'm going yeah, to it. It's going to be like Star Wars for us. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, one movie. I, I am so upset with myself for never have seen this one. It's Psycho. The Alfred Psycho. Hitchcock movie. Is that right? I've never seen the whole thing. Okay. I've seen bits and pieces. Uh, you know, on USA Network and uh, from time to time. And I, I could tell you the best stuff in the movie, but I've uh, never seen the movie. Wow. Because it's just one of those movies that everyone knows. Okay. Uh, so sadly, this is a film. This is probably my most shameful film I haven't seen <laughs> on my list here. I've got a couple big ones coming up. Okay, but, uh, all right. This one, I would... This is the kind of movie, like, I want to watch more than the other movies on my list, but I just haven't. Okay. You know. All right. <laughs> That's fine. I, I mean, hey, dude, we, this, this, this like... We, we said we were making confessions here, and, yeah. and you have just confessed to, you know... That, that's what we're doing. Confessing. Right, right. So, uh, all right. Another missing piece of my frame of reference is uh, a very famous movie um, called uh, Grand Illusion by Jean Renoir. You know, very famous French film uh, about, you know... The horrors of war. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. I know how good it is. Like like everything that we're going to talk about in this segment, we, we know how good it is. We, we know how acclaimed and how um, accomplished all of its participants are. Right. And I have not seen it. And you know, it's it sucks we haven't seen these things. Yeah. But you know what? A lot of people have movies they haven't seen that they really want to see. Yes. You know, like yes. Everyone out there, everyone listening to this, I'm sure they have movies. Mm-hmm. They're ashamed they have not seen them, you know? Right. Yes. So, I don't want us to feel too bad about not seeing these. I know. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that there's like I bet like Martin Scorsese has like maybe a couple of holes. Like like he would never <laughs> like probably like ne- yeah, he, he would never go on camera and admit that he hadn't or whatever, but like Right. Um but yeah, he's probably got it too. Okay. Um, you know, I, I would imagine so anyway. You that, you can't have seen every movie. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you're Roger Ebert. You have not seen everything. I know, exactly. Right. Man. And I'm sure he had a couple holes. Absolutely. He had to have had yes. a hole or he two. Ha- he, it, it, it's because, yeah, like you said, you can't have seen every movie from every country ever. No, it's right. not possible. Exactly. Uh, my next movie is Gone with the Wind. You've never seen never Gone with seen the Wind? Never seen it. And I, I've told you, I went on a, a spending spree the other week, and I, I actually bought it. Okay. Like the, the 75th anniversary, I believe, uh-huh. edition on Blu-ray. Sure. Mm-hmm. With all the bonus stuff. It's been in my cabinet for two months now. I haven't <laughs> haven't watched it. Like, is it a I, Blu-ray? It's a Blu-ray. Okay. I, I was like, I better buy this movie before the government bans it because of the <laughs> Confederate flag. All right. So I, I picked it up. Uh, still haven't watched it, but I mean, 
I, I got to see this movie. Okay, I, I'm going to say one thing about Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. I'm not all that surprised that you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um. That I, I think of all the... Even though, like, adjusted for inflation, it's the top grossing movie of all time. Right. Um. I, I would wager that, like, there are a ton of people um, who were born after the 1960s who haven't seen that movie. Probably. You know, it's just because because I don't remember it even being in heavy rotation on television when I was a kid, like like The Wizard of Oz was. Right. And a lot of other movies from around that time was. but I And, and maybe it was, and I just don't remember it. Um, but it's such a long film, though. It's four and, hours long, yeah, too. And, yeah. like, to get that on TV, mm-hmm. is, that, that's a big task. You're taking a huge chunk of your, you know, block out there. I mean, so, I mean yeah. you got to schedule five hours to show that thing. I, I guess unless you do like a thing, because and they wouldn't do it for Gone with the Wind the way they do with the way they would for like Schindler's List or uh-huh. Saving Private Ryan, where they would like show like a, a show it commercial free exactly in its entirety. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not important enough, I guess. Really, I guess not. Not culturally significant. You know I mean, I, yeah, I, I I was about to say culturally I mean, significant or whatever, but of yeah. course it's Gone with the Wind. Of course it is. Right. But, I mean, know. historically when it came out, it was it was the thing. Yes. You know. So. Yes. And it was the thing for a long time, and it, it, it you was. know you could argue it still is the thing. Oh yeah, so, of course, right. That, I, I still haven't seen this. And by the way, I, I read that George Cooker mm-hmm. uh, was an uncredited director on this movie. Yeah, and he, he's directing the movie we're doing today. Folks. He was. That's right. Yeah. It, it, it went. Uh, it went through several directors, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, Sam Wood also. Yeah. And then Victor Fleming yeah. obviously gets the, the credit there. Exactly. And I always got Victor Fleming confused with Vincent Minnelli. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, you're just juggling your old Hollywood directors. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, oh, they're, all, they're all the same. <laughs> right. they're, hard, they're easy to mix up, man. Yeah, exactly. They're all in black and white. Right. They all got fedoras. And <laughs> That's right. They, they all talk the same. So. <laughs> Do you have one more? Yeah. Okay. Um, get ready for this, all right? Okay. Um... I have never seen the Maltese Falcon. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean... I've seen that one. Yeah. I, and I knew you had that one <laughs> over me. Yeah. Um, I I have seen the rest of Humphrey Bogart's famous movies. Yeah. Uh, all of them. The African Queen. I've seen Casablanca. I've seen... Uh, um, uh, I, I can't remember the name of the one where he's the like alcoholic screenwriter, but um, it, it's uh, like the lost, not the lost weekend. That's Raymond Land, but um, it, it's but it, I have never seen the Maltese Falcon. Somehow, I, I know the story, I know the plot, I know everything about it, I know all the spoilers. Um, yeah, and I've seen other John Huston movies um, that mm-hmm. came after it, including the African Queen. But um, I, I've never seen the Maltese Falcon. Yeah, and it's kind of like it's one of those noirs that's kind of like yep. Mm-hmm. It came out around this time when like acting styles were kind of changing yeah and this is kind of a last remnant of that right. old era of uh-huh. acting exactly. it's, it's quite a film too and it was um like w- when we talked about uh the celluloid closet during the cruising yeah. episode um it, it's it was one of the films that vito russo pointed to as like a real indicator of like hey there's a there's a secret gay character in this movie uh-huh. and just just watch for it and he was talking about um peter Lorre's character um who walks into uh uh you know uh Humphrey Bogart's office, and he's like, you know, he has this mm-hmm. gardenia perfume on and all that stuff, and he's saying, oh, this guy's definitely gay. So, Yep, yep. Uh, speaking of Bogart, my next movie here is Casablanca. You've not seen Casablanca. Nope. All and right. Also, I bought it on Blu-ray, <laughs> and it's sitting in my cabinet as we speak. Okay. It's within 20 feet of me. <laughs> right. And I still haven't seen this movie. Okay. I've, ha- I've held it in my hand countless times. <laughs> At the store, at the video rental place, I'm uh-huh. in my Netflix queue, and never got around to watching it. 
and and I, I'm gonna do it sometime this year. This should have been one of my resolutions <laughs> to, to watch every movie I own that I haven't seen yet. Oh well, now that's a good resolution. Mm-hmm. Is the movies you own but remain unopened or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that that is that is something definitely everybody should do. Yeah, um, Casablanca. You should probably see that. Yeah, def- I mean, yeah. everything that we've mentioned here, we should all see them. True. The, the, these Definitely. are these are acclaimed films that, that need to be part of our frame of reference. They um, they really should be. Yeah. This is this is your foundation here. That's right. You got you got mm-hmm. to know your roots. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have a really good foundation, but there's there there's there's like some pretty big chasms there that I that I gotta you know fill in at some point. Yeah. So. Definitely. So um, why don't we take a break mm-hmm. and then we'll fill in some more roots when we come back and we'll do our 1940 film. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Dudes on Movies. It is time for our 1940 film, The Philadelphia Story. Dave, why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay. Uh, well, synopsis of The Philadelphia Story is uh, you have um, high society people. Um, uh, Catherine Hepburn's character, Tracy, is a, uh, a big-time socialite, and she has just she's recently divorced from Cary Grant, and she's about to uh, remarry to uh, John Howard. And um, <coughs> there is uh, two reporters played by um, Ruth Hussey and Jimmy Stewart who are there to cover the wedding. And then um, yep. 1940s hijinks ensue. Yeah, so. 1940s hijinks. <laughs> Definitely some hijinks it's, in here. Yeah. Um, it's not, not as screwball as you can get, but right, um, right. There, there's a couple hijinks going on. Yeah. Like they give the, the rich family put on a front kind of mm-hmm. when they first meet the reporters like they're all this really highfalutin you know <laughs> um like oh darling uh-huh darling. sure sure they, they don't believe what they're getting into yeah <laughs> and then other family members show up who aren't in on it and they're like what the why are you talking like that yeah, like, yeah 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 exactly a little bit of hijinks there right right uh but ultimately yeah this movie's about tracy who's played <laughs> by the uh amazing katherine hepper yep, the grand dame yep it's about her kind of learning who she is mm-hmm. really that's that's basically if you break it down what the movie's about yes and it takes a, a bunch of well-looking uh well-groomed <laughs> men from the late 30s and early 40s to help her realize it <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I, you know <laughs> i i'm glad i'm glad you brought it up like about it's how it's like her journey and yeah. self-discovery because one thing i'd forgotten about i hadn't seen this in, in a little while so i'd forgotten about just how it's it's so nice that that like in 1940 that a movie could have been totally about the woman. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. th- this is Catherine Hepburn's movie. Now, th- there are some things about it that, that have aged a bit. Uh, th- some values yeah. that, that are not, you know, yeah. modern or, or, or progressive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it's as far as it goes, she carries this movie. This movie is on her shoulders. Yeah. No matter who she's with, no matter who, what, who she's sharing a scene with. I mean, she is such a presence. 
Oh yeah, I definitely. mean, this is Catherine Hepburn we're talking about. Yep, you know, she she really is the one of the greatest of all time. Right, and the whole movie is it takes place the day or two before exactly. her wedding. It's about thirty six hours. Right. Yeah, she's gonna get married to John Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, his what's his character? George. George Kittredge. Yeah. Yep, George. They're there to cover the wedding. Yeah, you know, Cary Grant gets you know Jimmy Stewart and Ruth Hussey you know in in there to kind of like get even yeah with his ex-wife uh-huh. in a way yeah. and then it, it turns out there's this like blackmail kind of backing like yeah. that's why he's doing it because there's some kind of blackmail right. going on right right which I couldn't follow completely it was t- it's tough yeah. I know I know but, I, I'm still a little bit I've seen the movie three times now and I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm still not quite like certain about like what the deal with Sydney Kid yeah and... I'm like who is was Sydney Kid the newspaper guy or he something? was he was the newspaper okay. magnet like the, oh, he was right. uh like Ruth uh Ruth Hussey and and Jimmy Stewart's boss right yeah in the beginning they have right. that meeting and he's like you got to cover mm-hmm. the Philadelphia story yeah because no one's ever seen these kind of weddings but I guess you cover this exactly I mm-hmm. guess Sydney has like dalliances um like with 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 like young like female cub reporters is that it and then like th- there's another thing with with like uh tracy's dad who also has like he- he's got another woman yeah on the he side. has an affair with yeah. this singer in new york city or yeah. something like that and, and his wife knows about it right and th- this is one of those value things i think yeah. you're talking about like yeah she's okay with it because it's not her place or some Correct. bullshit like that Correct. you know but yeah to give it to the the script here which actually won best screenplay yes that year deservedly um, so Catherine Hepburn's not having that. Oh, exactly. Yeah, no. she's against it completely. Nope. Right. That's not yep. that's not how you live. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't let people treat you like that. <laughs> that's right. Even though she is kind of shitty in her own way, mm-hmm. sure. which is what she realizes throughout yes. the movie. Yes. But yeah, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> something I didn't quite follow to I the T. That blackmailing thing. Right. But um, I, I guess it's what gets everything going. <laughs> it, it is it, it like kind of the, the the driving framing device of the yeah. whole thing. But but I th- I think that the most important stuff is just the the interplay between the three primary you know right. lead cast members right. and everybody else that's around them. And I mean like I I said Catherine Hepburn carries this movie. Everybody in the movie is just like yep. at the top of their game. Anytime well, my favorite is anytime Jimmy Stewart and Catherine Hepburn are doing a scene together. Yeah, I, I am just mesmerized. Me too, it, man. Just, no. um, they had great chemistry, you they, know. Totally. And, I mean, there's a scene at towards the end when they're both drunk on the champagne, yeah. you know, the night before the wedding, and they're flirting and stuff. And right. I mean, I just was in love, man. Dude, like, it was great. It's the movies. Yeah. You know, like, this, this is this old is Hollywood. This is a movie. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it's like, it, when you, the first time you, when you hit play on, on your, on your DVD and you see the lion, you know, yep. and it's like MGM and that's when MGM actually meant something, you know, I mean, <laughs> right. this is like the real thing. And, and, and yeah, I mean like Jimmy Stewart and Catherine Hepburn doing these scenes together and like her, <sighs> and that's why I said about like whoever she's sharing a scene with, whether it's Cary Grant or Jimmy Stewart or mm-hmm. even Virginia Whittler, uh, you know, her little sister playing uh-huh. Dinah. Yeah. Dinah. Um, Dinah was good. And Dinah was a you know, good yeah. kid performance. Yeah. A good kid performance. I mean, Catherine's cadences and her rhythms are just mm-hmm. sp- Spot on. I mean, like in these long, extended, continuous takes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where she she has like like good, obviously like breath exercises, and she's able to like stop and start, and and mm-hmm. just completely flawlessly all throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and she's able to to switch it, like switch what she's doing up, like yes. real quickly. Yes. Like she switches, you know, like when she's doing that fake. You know, oh, I'm all highfalutin. Yeah, stuff, yeah, and yeah. Then they, she uh-huh. switches back to her normal right. voice, and then. She's doing on another character for some reason, <laughs> right. or when she's drunk, she's doing yep. something else. Like, yep. she's really an actress, man. I know. Like, 
I was so happy to see the diversity of her performance in yes. this. Because at for the first part, you know, I'm like, oh, she's just this snobby, you know, rich white lady. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, she's doing a good job, but I don't want to sit through a whole movie of this. Kind of annoying. <laughs> right. Which I guess is kind of like that's the character, though. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And then you see this range she has in this performance, and it is just something to see. I know. Um, I don't know what, if she was nominated for this movie or she not. Was. She was. Mm-hmm. She didn't win. She did not win. Jimmy Stewart won, though. Yeah. He got Best Actor, mm-hmm. which is great. Right. But th- just how great these performances are, something else. Like, yeah. The the story was secondary to me. Just yeah. watching these people work with each other was yeah. something else. My favorite is when there, there's a whole couple scenes of dialogue that probably last like 15 minutes. In, like, the pool room, yes. like the changing house by the p- yes. swimming pool, mm-hmm. uh, there's a great one between Katherine Hepburn and Cary Grant. I know. And then there's another one. Uh, who's it between? Jimmy Stewart and Katherine Hepburn, yep. I believe. There's two different yep. ones. I know. It's great. And and in both ones, I mean, in both of those scenes, I mean, like, she is, you know, like, like just really, like... Uh, She's a muscular actress, man. I mean, oh, like yeah. it's it's like she, she is she is able to to like hold her own like physically and emotionally against both of these two guys. Right. And the the, the one with Cary Grant is is probably the more serious one. Yeah. It's, it's the one where he's trying to sort of counsel her on marrying like below her class or whatever. Yeah. And and she thinks that he's being a snob, but he's actually saying no. That's not what it's about. Right. It's not about money. Yeah. He says if you married Mac the Night Watchman, I'd cheer for you. Yeah. Um. It's because that uh, George's intellect like doesn't match hers or Correct. something like exactly. that. It's not because yeah. of his social status. That's it's right. Your minds mm-hmm. aren't going to be connected. Yes, how they should be. He thinks that George is beneath her. Um, like yeah, not culturally. Right. Th- that 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 scene for me is probably um, it's probably my favorite. It's it's know? a great scene. Yeah, and I think that's really the first. That might be a little hints before this but really the first time you see the chink in her armor yes oh like, yeah she's vulnerable a little bit yeah, yeah she becomes vulnerable because he's telling her mm-hmm. how it really is and she's knows he's Correct. right absolutely yes and she's probably never you know felt like he was right <laughs> once during their whole marriage <laughs> exactly you know? right. the whole the movie starts off with <laughs> her kicking him out of the house yep yep <laughs> that's right she breaks a golf club over her knee yep i know <laughs> I was like, you're going to hurt your knee. You can't do that. <laughs> you're not Bo Jackson. She, she wound up. It's, it's an old wooden club, I yeah, guess. Like, right. that, that thing's solid steel. You're going to bust your leg open. Right. Well, and then he, he like pushes her face. I mean, and that's one of the things I, I would yeah. say that has like, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's the first scene and, and it's the, the only things that have aged poorly about this movie yeah. is the, the casual spousal abuse. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, like he, he does, he, he doesn't, he, he's about to punch her and then he thinks better of it and then he just puts, gives her a face palm and pushes her. Yeah. It's still an act it's of still, abuse. Oh, she goes you know? flying. Exactly. I mean, come on. And and like like across the threshold yes, and into the house. Yes. You, she's out of the frame. Yeah, she's gone. And then Dinah is walking around constantly, yeah. like talking about like Dexter having done this and how it was awesome. Is he gonna sock her I again? Socked her. Exactly. Yeah. Don't I, say sock. Don't say sock. No. Strike right. is violent enough. Yes. Yes. <laughs> don't yeah, say sock. Oh my uh, eye. Exactly. Like, I, yeah, oh, some oh, of the sock languages. My eye. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know. I mean. I mean. He, you'd think that the mother of this woman would be like, don't say anything about that that's a horrible thing that right, happened right. that should never happen to a woman ever right no she wants to make sure that she's using the correct phraseology you know? yeah yeah no it's, sadly she's probably raising her to you know get beat by her husband and uh, just yeah. deal with all the philandering that your husband's gonna do because you have to behave yeah. yourself as a woman oh yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in this uh social lifestyle we 
try to maintain. <laughs> oh, Christ. God. You know, and the thing about, like, American aristocrats, uh-huh. like, that's even more shocking and jarring to me than, like, anything of the English aristocracy. Yeah. I mean, like, just the idea that, like, we're not living in a monarchy over here, and yet you're still acting like you're royalist somehow. Right. And I know that, like... uh the idea that, like, like if, if, if you were to marry outside of your station, you would have to be a rich person because you're expected to go on living this way. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're not the in person inheriting all your father's money, you would need to, like, continue your lifestyle by maybe marrying someone who was uh, maybe you weren't quite in love with, mm-hmm. like George Kittredge. Who came into money yes. on his own. Yes. And um, he, he's a yeah, he's self-made respectful. man. He yes. seems like a good guy. He does. Right. Exactly. Like, Cary Grant, I didn't, like who his character was as yeah. a person. Yeah. Kind of a jerk. Yeah. Kind of a, just, I mean, he was a misogynistic douchebag. Right. Like he was a 1940s <laughs> yeah, dude. Totally, exactly. Who was self-entitled. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 He, I mean, he was kind of funny and charming. You know, he was doing the Cary Grant thing. Cause he's Cary and, Grant. Yeah, right. You know, but um, yeah, the character didn't like him too much, which is why I didn't like the ending too much. Okay, yeah, please, um, please tell, tell, tell so me what you think the about ending, the ending, folks. Yeah. Spoilers coming yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, they call off the wedding to George mm-hmm. because um, there's this whole mix-up where Jimmy Stewart and uh, K.H., as I wrote down in my notes, yeah. uh, <laughs> have this kind of flirty affair, kind of. Yeah. Uh, just like a couple kisses, I guess. Yeah. But um, it looks like a lot more was going on. Right. So the wedding gets called off for good reason, not just because of that, because as we've been... Talking about Catherine Hepburn's story arc, and this is, she's finding out who she is, and she doesn't need to marry this man. Right. So she doesn't. But then she marries Cary Grant for a second time. Yeah. uh, Because he wants to, I guess. And um, this was not set up very (laughs) appropriate. Like, this wasn't set up at all. This came out of left field for me. Okay. And... You don't just remarry your ex-husband, even though... Okay, there is a couple hints to that they kind of might like each other still. Yeah. Not a lot, and not enough. Right. Um, I didn't get enough of it from her liking him still. Mm. I could see he still kind of wanted her, mm-hmm. but I couldn't see it from the other way around. So I was kind of blown away that um, this is how the movie ends. Around that time, we've talked about the production code uh-huh. on this show. Um, one of the, one of the strictures of the production code was you couldn't show like extramarital affairs. Okay. So one way around showing some kind of infidelity uh-huh. was to show the comedy of remarriage. Okay. Um, so, which I guess this is hilarious. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> I guess it's a device that's been used in other movies around that time. Okay. Where um, somebody gets divorced in the first scene has relationships with other people over the course of the movie and then ends up with the person that they divorced in the last scene. What does this tell us about society? Uh, it, it, like, it was, it was, how is this big, appropriate? Dude, it was something that they were trying to convey to, they were like trying to make it look like people had great values or whatever. And they no, were doing, this going, is moralistic exactly, garbage. Totally. It's, it's, I mean, not, not the worst kind of morality. <laughs> it's um, terrible. And it was, I mean, dude, that that's, I mean, LB mayor had his, you know, like forget it. I mean, it just, yeah. And you're telling me, not one person in the audience at this wedding was there to see George get married. Everyone there's all happy. I know. Not, yeah. not one person's upset that George is no longer marrying Catherine I, Hepburn. Does George? This is well, ridiculous. We never see any of George's people in the movie. I guess so not. Maybe they weren't there. I I, I don't know. But he he's a prominent figure in the town that came yeah, up from nothing. That's true. And he's going to go into politics. He would at least have what work the, friends. Right? Yeah, like at least his buddies from the water cooler are coming <laughs> yeah, over. Right. Like, yeah. I, I, 
That I did not like the end of this movie. Okay, one bit. I'm gonna admit to you that I I feel the same way. Okay, yeah. I, I I first time I saw this movie, I was I was totally blindsided by by her marrying Dexter. I I didn't think she was gonna marry Jimmy Stewart because I thought that would have been kind of you know yeah because he as well. offers. Yes. Jimmy Stewart offers to marry her to so she can save face. Yes. I guess yeah, proposes to her. But that's right. total bullshit too. Your right. wed- you canceled your wedding with the man you've been with forever, and everyone knows you're gonna marry him. Uh-huh. But so you don't look bad uh, because you're not marrying <laughs> him. You're gonna marry someone else. Right. That doesn't make a lick of sense. It doesn't. No. No. Doesn't make a lick of sense. I'll tell you something else. that doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> is is like several times throughout the movie, like Ruth Hussey is talking to people and there, there's illusions made of like that she's always been in love with, with uh, Jimmy Stewart. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, and that, you know, everybody can say, well, he, he kind of seems like he kind of loves you too. And it's like, well, yeah, okay. Maybe so. Maybe it there's seems some feelings. like they had, they're like a couple. Yeah. It they're, seems they're, like it. They're, they're definitely like, they're, they're platonic friends who have no business not having a relationship. Yeah. You know, but after he proposes, to Catherine Hepburn and like is and is she said no that's kind of a dumb scheme let's not do that mm-hmm. she says I don't think that Ruth Hussey would like it exactly and he she puts their hands together and they kind of look at each other and go oh well I mean Ugh. like he's <laughs> he's like she's gifting Jimmy Stewart to right, Ruth Hussey right. and she's kind of grateful for it yeah she is and it's like how is she gonna come back and like you know have a life with this man when he was proposing to someone else right in front of her exactly but but you're but you're this, told that this is all great you know right yeah it, it's, <laughs> it's 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 bullshit it is bullshit <laughs> you're right this is 1940s oh my god Metro Goldwood Mayer <laughs> bullshit <laughs> right. This is like you said. It's it's false. The the the, the worst kind of, of of like you know like oppressive morality that you could have. Can you imagine though? Like back in the day, oh back God, when yeah. this movie came out, yeah. like this was like the happy ending that yeah. everyone wanted. Yes. Like this this is what everyone wanted to see. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. People were walking out of the theater going, "Oh, wasn't yeah, that lovely? That was amazing." <laughs> the ending. How she finally chose a husband <laughs> amongst the three. <laughs> identical men yes <laughs> it's it's unthinkable today i know uh, yeah pretty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest problem with this movie it is it's the biggest right. problem this movie has right which honestly like we're, we're going on and on about it right but it's not that big a deal no really as far as the movie's concerned um it's still a good movie because the, the this movie is all about the journey to like right it's it's the middle 140 minute 100 and 100 minutes yeah that is is the thing that you're there for exactly um which is to watch you know uh kate hepburn and mm-hmm. jimmy stewart and Cary grant uh duke it out and like show you what old hollywood was yeah um and how like like these people were there's a reason they're so venerated even 75 years later mm-hmm. they are they, they are the foundation of what movies are um mm-hmm. and it's it's up to us as film lovers to see all of their movies um and you mm-hmm. know commit them to memory in some cases cuz exactly. th- this is this is what the movies is yep learn your history folks that's right we're going to get into it this year yep we sure are <laughs> right <laughs> um there's one thing in this movie that there's a metaphor in this movie about uh the boat um, sure. The Love Boat, as it's called. That's uh-huh. the title. Um, this was pre... No, no, it's called The True Love. The True Love, The yeah, True yeah. Love is the name of the boat. The sailboat, right. The sailboat mm-hmm. that uh, Cary Grant designed and built, yeah. I guess. Uh-huh. And uh, for his honeymoon, they sailed around the world or something. Yes. And uh, on The True Love. Yeah. And Cary Grant gives them a gift. It's a model mm-hmm. of The True Love for their wedding gift. As a dick move, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, it was, it was, it was total dick move. that's who he is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, um... 
she sees the gift and she's telling John Howard all about it and what it means. And he's, she says it's Yar. Yep. And he asks what that means. And she's like, well, um, I wrote it down. She said, it's easy to handle, um, quick to the helm, fast, bright, everything a boat should be <laughs> and, until it dry rots. And um, you're you're talking to the mirror right there, man. Like, this is totally a metaphor that... It, not too heavy-handed put in, in oh, there, right, but it was right, pretty right. good. Yeah, and it comes back later, like when right when they're she's about to marry Cary Grant for the second time. Yes. She's like, "I'll be Yar. I promise, I'll be Yar." <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> nice callback. Can I tell you a quick uh, Yar? <laughs> yeah, tell story? me a Yar story. <laughs> okay. Um, I remember watching King of the Hill a few years ago. Uh huh. And there's an episode where uh, Dale builds a boat. Okay. Dale Gribble. Okay. And he, he says to his wife Nancy, "Isn't it Yar?" <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, it's real Yar, Shug." <laughs> that is. That is not a word. It's, it's not no in Arlen, Texas. That exactly is spoken no, by anyone. No, no. This is Philadelphia socialites in the 1930s. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's I real can yar. see those rednecks saying "yar" all the time. Absolutely. I mean, right. they're um, standing in the alley. Yar. Take a sip of beer. If Boomhauer had said "yar," oh, yeah. that I could see. There you go. You know, because he's secretly cultured. Yeah, that's the, that's the gag he has. Exactly. Because like, you yeah. can't understand him. He sounds sure. like an idiot and right, he's mumbling, right, right. but uh-huh. he says sophisticated and smart things. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's a gag. <laughs> um, you know, Cary Grant's delivery. He's almost he's a smartass in almost every situation. Yeah, but he's an earnest smartass in other situations, and. He has this 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 weird thing that that's unlike any other actor in the movie where he's like he's talking to another actor, he's almost looking off to the side, um, and the words are coming out of his mouth rapid fire with perfect rhythms. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not totally looking directly eye to eye with the actor. And it's it's just this really, really? weird thing that I, that I picked up on. I was like, hmm, this is weird. And I remember him, he does the same thing in North by Northwest. Um, and he's he's done that in every other movie really? I've ever seen. Bringing up baby, yeah, it's 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 just this weird, uh, ultra sophisticated Cary Grant way of uh, of. So he just always acts like that. Yeah, I've never noticed mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah, if you watch hmm. um, uh, uh, some if you some like it hot. With, okay. Uh, with with w- Tony, Mary- yeah, with yep. Marilyn uh-huh. Monroe, yeah. Tony Curtis has a, a a a. He starts like he puts on this disguise to like woo Marilyn Monroe. Uh-huh. He's doing a Cary Grant impersonation. Okay. He sounds exactly like him, talks exactly like him, and all that stuff. And it's 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 pretty spot on. And he's doing it too in that movie. Ah. Uh, Tony Curtis is doing Cary Grant in that movie. So yeah. Ah. Yeah. Good good stuff. That's pretty cool. Yep. I wonder why he does that. If it's just. His persona, or uh, he can't he, look at people. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I maybe it is something I, when, he can't when look. I've done the small bit of acting that I've done. Mm-hmm. It's hard to look people in the eye. It and, is, and be serious about what That's you're right. saying. Yes, without breaking character. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you feel you're, you're gonna feel silly no matter yep. what. I've heard there's a, a tip. You, you look at the person's forehead, like between the eyebrows, so you're not looking at the eyes completely. Okay, it's supposed to help a little bit. Actually, it does. I, I yeah. tried it, and then I felt like an idiot oh, because really? I wasn't looking at the person okay. staring at their forehead. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess it helps to just focus on that space. Uh, maybe. Well, maybe it do- I don't know. Yeah. yeah okay. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Right. I mean, when you got Catherine Hepburn to look at, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's fine. Yes, I'm sure it is. <laughs> yes, yes. It's weird too because, like, my first exposure to to, to Catherine Hepburn mm-hmm. was when I was a kid. I saw On Golden Pond. Ooh, I've never seen that one. Okay, it's it's 
one of her it's she's 80 years old in the movie oh okay okay so it's a late late it's way way yeah way past it i think that was her last best actress trophy oh so she won yes. for that her oh, great henry fonda won best actor and she won best actress that's great um i think that's how it went all i knew of her at that time when i was a kid was as an old lady mm-hmm. um so after yeah. i got older and saw saw more old movies i i i, I found out that old hollywood existed yeah. you know and that it, it it was a different thing and so i was like that's the same old lady from on golden pond oh my yeah. god you know and She's not forgotten. She's not um, anything like everybody still like talks about her like she's great. But mm-hmm. I, I, I wonder if they give her really the credit that she deserves because. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't hear anyone but like professional film critics talk about her. You, you never hear anybody like saying they're her inspiration. She's their inspiration or anything like that. Yeah. I'm not sure why. It could be just because, I mean, most of her stuff now, it's pretty aged. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People might not be watching them. That's true. You know? Yeah. So that it's, they're just no longer part of the zeitgeist. And I, I, no one, no one even knows they're there. I can't imagine yeah. that. I mean, it's it's impossible for like even like just just like this one. It might be the most famous. I, I don't know. I I I think that there are I think there are, there are movies she's been in that I've enjoyed more. Yeah. But I I can't deny that I can't say that they're better than the Philadelphia Story. Right. Like like you just said, bringing up baby. I, I prefer yes. that to this. Actually. Oh, me too. Yeah. Like I, I like. Actually, it, okay. I, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Like I said, that's a lot more screwball than this it movie is. though. Yeah. And yeah. It's funnier. It is. Uh, there's a fucking leopard running around <laughs> named Baby. And Cary Grant. I know, exactly. Cary Grant's in a pink bathrobe. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it is. It's funny. Yeah. But then she was also like in the late, in the 60s, she was in, I mean, all the stuff she did with Spencer Tracy, mm-hmm. um, like for like 30 years, it went on and on. I mean, even so far as to like at the end of his life when she was in, uh, I guess who's coming to dinner with him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I liked Suddenly Last Summer. Um, that was a, a kind of a trashy movie from 1959. Okay. But my actual favorite one is uh, Long Day's Journey Into Night. It, her and Jason Robards, and uh, it's Sidney Lumet's movie, and it's it's okay. based on a Eugene O'Neill play. It sounds good, man. It's awesome. Sounds good. It's awesome, and it really shows like Catherine Hepburn at her at her most theatrical too. Like she she had the chops to go on to go on stage and do these things. She wasn't just That's a film easy. actress, right? That's not easy at all, dude. Right. Not easy at all. Um. Is, Anything else you want to talk about in this movie? Like, well, um, I mean, we we could sit here like th- this is another subject of like where we could sit and talk all day. We're talking about old Hollywood. Yeah, we can you know? get, we can go on tangents. Yeah, on tangents. That's right. Yeah, right. This movie is famously has a famous liter- famously literate script. Uh huh. You know, we, we've talked about the things that were said in the movie. Um, like the the, the dialogue is uh, old fashioned and sophisticated. Yeah, and you don't see it anymore in most films. This is like more more at home on the stage than it is in movies well, today. It was adapted from a play, and it was adapted yeah. from a play. Yes, mm-hmm. you can't really quote it. You know, it's, it's hard to quote. It, yeah, because uh, you have to have uh, great, you know, like old time delivery, and we just don't mm-hmm. have that anymore. Um, but th- th- there was one exchange that I wrote down that I absolutely love. Uh-huh. Um, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, I got it all written down. <laughs> That's all right. I've yeah. got one I like. Okay, I'll yeah, go, go first. ahead. You yeah. look at that. It yeah. was. Um, after the eve before the wedding, when Catherine Hepburn has a little too much to drink, she can hardly remember what happened. Yeah. Um, and then she finds out what happened, and everyone was there, including her uh, fiancé. Yes. And she says, was he here too? Good golly, why didn't you sell tickets? It's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, that's a- Excellent. I, I just, I just chuckled. I was like, it was unexpected because there's not a lot of jokes flying around this movie. And that's right. just not, not a lot of like, like, you know, like trying to hit you, yeah, like you know, that, rib tickling that stuff. Was yeah, a, a good line there. Yeah, it was, sure, it had me going. Right. <laughs> I liked when, um, when she said uh, when, when Catherine Hepburn says, uh, "Thank you, Mike. I think men are wonderful." 
And then Ruth Hussey says, the little dears. And it was like this whole thing where like Cary Grant and Jimmy Stewart had just said the most like chauvinistic bullshit yeah. you, know, you could imagine. Yep. And like, and, and that's what they both fired back with. They, they got the upper hand in the scene. Mm-hmm. So like what we're talking about, like these, uh, this misplaced morality all throughout this movie, it also had a, a weird sensibility of like knowing how awful these people were and then giving the women a chance to kind of stick it back yeah. to them. I, I think that was a pretty cool thing. I just wish that they had gone full bore with it. You know, yeah, like, they, they were kind of holding back a little yeah, bit. Exactly. Yeah. And at that time, like, would have would audiences have been prone to that? Would they have liked to see something like that though? So I, I mean, I mean if, we're, if we're talking about the psychology of it, yeah. I think that they would have been like, oh, they would have been aghast by it. But, oh yeah, but this like would they, have been. Uh, it would have been yeah. shocking. But if you flash forward to thirty years later audiences were ready for it. I think that they would have been ready for it in 1940. They just didn't know that they were yet. Yeah, it wasn't even uh, put out there. No. So how could they know? Right, right. You know, how do you know you don't like broccoli if you haven't tried it? Precisely, dude. Yep. Always comes back to broccoli with me. <laughs> right. Um, so <laughs> I guess let's let's do our recommendations. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend this movie? I sure would. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, this is one of the essentials. Um, you, you have to have seen this movie. I, I think that really, um, I, I don't think that every movie at the National Film Registry is probably something that you have to see. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, but this this is one of them. I mean, this is like, uh, it, it's it's everything that like a film lover has to have has to have in their arsenal in order to like actually say that they that they know what they're talking about. Right. So. Yeah. I would recommend it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an easy recommend yes just from the performances from the three leads alone it's worth it to watch this movie but as far as getting your history in um (laughs) i would say you don't have to watch this one uh Mm -hmm. watch some of their other movies and get some get the feel for it you know but um yeah this one definitely good one to watch that's right definitely good one to watch Mm -hmm. so yeah that that's it yep (laughs) (laughs) so um that wraps up the show if you liked what you heard please subscribe to our show in itunes Rate it, review it, and share it with all your friends. That's the best way to get more dudes in the dude army. (laughs) uh, So do all that. And if you don't like iTunes like me, you could go to Stitcher Radio, or we're also on SoundCloud. That's where it's all hosted. And check out dudesonmovies.com. We're going to have some cool stuff on the website this year, so uh, we'll tell you more about that later. But uh, everything you want to know, it's on the website. Mm -hmm. That's right. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just search Dudes on Movies. We'll come right up. And then um, you can also uh, please send us emails, uh, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. We'd like to have discussions with you about uh, about Catherine Hepburn and, exactly. and Jimmy Stewart and Cary Grant, whatever else we want to talk about. Yep. Oh, and you know what? We didn't mention it at the top of the show, but this was a listener request. Sure uh, Debbie from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Next week, we also have another listener request because it's Dudes on Demand Month. That's right. And this is from... Who's this one from? Uh, this is from Maria, Maria in St. Louis. Maria in yes. St. Louis. This is 2012's Lawless, starring mm-hmm. Tom Hardy. And I believe Shia LaBeouf's in this. Yes, Shia LaBeouf as so, well. So, um, yeah, that's it. Tune in next week. Uh, and on behalf of Dave and myself, we are your dudes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. 